Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. We are so glad that you are joining us for this week's episode. We're going to be finishing up our Peace in the Chaos series, and we have one of our favorite guests here at Rising Above, a friend of the ministry, Sandra Peoples. Now, I know many of you know Sandra from the work that she does to encourage, especially special needs moms, and she and I had a conversation recently where we talked about how she finds peace in the chaos of the special needs life, and I know that you're going to love the conversation that we had. Now, if you are new to the Rising Above podcast, we would love for you to go back and listen to some of our episodes maybe that you could have missed. We have had some great guests over this past year, especially, who've come on the show and shared about their life as special needs parents. And for me, I love nothing more than getting to hear from other parents, learning from them, hearing their stories. It's such an encouragement to me. And we would love for you to also share, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you, share with other special needs families to let them know that, hey, there's a great place that you can go and hear other stories from other special needs parents. And it's just a reminder that you're not alone on this journey. I'm always so encouraged when I hear about how other people live their lives, some of the things that they do to make their lives easier, some of the ways that God has come alongside them to help them on their journey. And we would love for you to help us spread the news about this resource. So now I'm going to share my conversation that I had with my friend Sandra. I know it will be an encouragement to you just as it was for me. So here's my friend Sandra Peoples. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I'm so glad we haven't talked in a long time, and so I'm glad that we're at least getting to talk in a podcast. I know, I know. I miss our more more regular chats, especially on Marco Polo. I you have know. converted me to a Marco Polo user. I'm telling you, it. there's something about it because I love being able to see someone and like see their reactions. And like for my family, they love getting to see John Alex and... You just, instead of just a dull text, you know, that you're sending to someone, you get to hear the heart and the, to see the chaos, <laughs> see yeah. the good and the bad, the ugly you know, <laughs> going on in somebody's, yeah. somebody's life. So yeah, I'm glad it's been, it's, I think we've both been just running in different directions and keeping so busy. And so I'm so glad that we're getting this time to just, Hey, let's take a deep breath and have a conversation. So yeah, it does feel like a exhale like yes oh I get to talk to my friend Becky for a little bit this is like the highlight of my whole day oh well thank you this is yeah it's it's great it's great uh, always to connect with a friend and I think that's it's life-giving for me uh especially now in the craziness of this season now most all of our listeners are going to know who you are but for those that person who maybe (laughs) hasn't hasn't had that connection with you yet I would love for you to share who you are what you do tell about your family and just reintroduce yourself to our listeners because you've been on the podcast before multiple times so people can go back and listen to other episodes of, of different things we've talked about but tell everybody about who you are yeah, well, I do feel like Rising Above's number one cheerleader. I mean, Aww. you know, like on Facebook, it says you are the top, top fan. fan. Thank I'm you. Like, 
Thank you. We love that. Yeah. So we have been connected for a really long time. And, um, you know, I was connected first to Jeff because I edited for key ministry and not alone for some years. And he was on my writing team. And, um, so that's how I got to know you and I appreciate your friendship so much. Um, my husband, Lee, and I and our two boys live outside of Houston, Texas. My husband is a pastor. Uh, our older son, David, just turned 16. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, oh, I mean, like, it's awesome. Goodness. Every stage is awesome, but it just, you, the, and I mean, this is a pull for us because my younger son, David's 14 and so I'm like, oh, I, I only have this limited time with David before he leaves home. But then on the other side, I'm like, oh, but that's how it's supposed to be. I yeah. mean, yeah, so it's almost like this dual. I mean, there's a little bit of sadness because mm-hmm. James potentially will always be with me. Right. And then so it's kind of this, I mean, you're almost double grieving, I guess, in a yeah. way to say, I'm sad about this, but I'm also sad that I won't experience that with mm-hmm. James. So yeah. um so right now we're just enjoying him being 16 and driving and doing all the things. Wow. And um, I'm the author of Unexpected Blessings, which is a book that came out a few years ago, The Joys and Possibilities of Life in a Special Needs Family, because I am not only a mom, but I'm a sister. I have a sister with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so I have lived my whole life in a special needs family. And so I wrote quite a bit about what I saw happening in my parents' lives when I was growing up and then what I experience now as a parent and um, just bringing joy to those moments that you think you, when you're younger and you first, your child first gets a diagnosis, you just don't know what's going to happen, right. what the future will hold. And so it's good to hear from experienced parents. Like I learned from you, you're just a few years ahead of me. Mm. And then hope you and I both give back to those who are newer to this journey. And, um, so man, it's just a, it's a blessing to have this calling and to be able to encourage others. And then I work now I have a job. This is a new thing for me just this year, but I work for our state convention, the Southern Baptist of Texas convention as their special needs ministry consultant. And so if a Southern Baptist church in the state of Texas wants to start or strengthen their special needs ministry. I get to help them do that. That is so, awesome. And it's been awesome. That, that, that will keep you busy full time right there. Just doing that. It will. Yeah. Yeah. It's lots of fun. I mean, like I created a Pinterest board with sensory room ideas, you know, and I'm like, yeah. this is, I mean, each day is kind of something new and fun and so That's it's awesome. really, it's really been a good fit. I've yeah. enjoyed it. And, and you're kind of, uh, kind of part of the, the rising above family because you speak at a lot of our events and you were part of by the brook this past summer. And, uh, when we talked about redefining and, um, so you shared there. And so I'm excited to get to have this conversation with you as we're finishing up our series online, uh, about peace in the chaos. I think, you know, we wrote this series because I needed it. Quite honestly, it was like, okay, I am needing to find some peace in this chaotic world. And I know that if I'm feeling this, I know there are so many other parents out there that are feeling this exact same way. So how are you doing right now? When you, when you're looking at your life and all that you have going on and all you see going on in the world, where are you sitting right now with, with peace or chaos? Where, 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 where are you landing on the, on the spectrum there? I don't know. I mean, it feels like, like I wake up 
with chaos, but I fall asleep in peace. Oh, oh, I like that. And I feel, I mean, like I kind of look back on the day and say, man, I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish Mm. today because I did it through God's strength and I did it through what he provided for me. And so, I mean, even when I wake up and, and I'm not one of those, like get up before the, everybody else gets up kind of moms. Mm. Like I'm the last one out out of bed in our family. And James usually crawls into bed with me. And so, you know, so we kind of ease into our day. And, and so, you know, sometimes it depends on what time your day started, yeah. whether it's yeah. 3 30 a.m. 4 a.m. at 4 a.m. at the Davidson Davidson house this morning. 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And those, I mean, you you can't anticipate those kind of days, no. you know. And so you just do your best to get through each one of them. And um, so you know, I mean, I feel like during the day I'm just kind of doing what's the next thing and, mm-hmm. and what do I need to do? I, I kind of try to pick three priorities. Those are the things I'm gonna get done. But man, at, at night. I just kind of, I don't know, kind of sink into the bed and say, man, maybe I didn't get everything done. And I certainly didn't get it all done perfectly, but, but man, I, I feel good. I feel accomplished in what I did get done. I, I, I was faithful <laughs> to what God called me mm-hmm. to do. And I can just kind of rest. rest and I, and I know, I mean, some of that is like personality type. Yeah. And, I mean, I was actually, know. that was actually something I, that I had written down, but I want to talk about because we're all wired so differently and you and I are wired complete, like we're, we're wired differently in how we, you are, you are so goal oriented and you, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like seeing you if you could see my desk right now, um, <laughs> it's covered in chaos right now as I'm trying to, uh, organize myself, but people are wired so differently and you and I are wired differently. So, you know, what are, what are some of the things like right now for you? that would be peace robbers, things that are trying to take your peace on a day-to-day basis. When you look around, you know, kind of what, what we're all facing right now, what are some of the things for you that are, that are peace robbers for you? Well, that's a great question. I mean, the holiday season yeah, brings a lot of that. I mean, you, jealousy is one of those things <laughs> yeah. that can rob my peace when I look at what other families are doing. Yeah to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas and think, mm-hmm. man, my, my family can't do that. Right. I, James can't, I mean, I, I didn't mention this in the introduction. James has level three autism. So he is, uh, he does have some language, but he's functionally nonverbal and, and um, he's a teenager. And so with puberty brings some good things for us, like more sleep, but it also for him has brought increased anxiety and, and increased OCD and, and so those things make it hard to do family things mm-hmm. around the holidays. And, and so you, social media and everybody looking like yeah, everything perfect in their house yeah. can rob some of that. Um, mm-hmm. Me saying yes to too many things mm-hmm. is a, a robber of my joy and my peace. Um, you know, and I have followed your example in saying no to more things, yeah. but, uh, right now I'm in the process of applying for a doctorate program. And so that's going to be the next like three to five years. Wow. And so I'm like, I've got to prioritize even more than I already have in order to reach this goal. And, and I can get overwhelmed by how hard that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Or is that the right, I'm 42. Is this, right. you know, I, I mean, like, 
I don't even feel as sharp mentally as I did 10 or 15 years ago. Right? I, I couldn't even fathom going back to school yeah. at my state right now. No, thank you. Yeah, that would, so, that would send me over the, the chaos edge. I mean, like yeah. that would just be like, no, thank that's it. Yeah, I know. And so it, this calling, you know, and people, I mean, I have a podcast, self-care and soul care for the caregiver. And, and people often say, and I know they say it to you too, how do you juggle so many things? Yeah. How do you do everything so well? And man, I, I don't know that I have all the answers for that. I just, I mean, you and I list makers, get it done. I meal plan, you meal prep. I mean, like there's all those answers, but at the end of the day, it's just, I do what God calls me to do and I do it in his strength and, and I say no to the things who that pull my attention or pull my heart yeah. or pull my joy out of what I'm that. doing. You know what? I was thinking back to the early days. I like I think about the things that cause me anxiety and stress now. And then it kind of, then I look back to when John Alex was little and we were just starting this journey and just starting to get diagnoses and trying to figure out this path. And, you know, the stresses are a lot the same, but there's, there are some differences. What, what were some of the things back in the early days that maybe have been when you were young mom, uh, that you've kind of learned to navigate through now, but, you know, maybe some of our young, younger moms who are listening may be going, you know, I know, but I'm really stressing about this over here right now. What was it for you in those early days? If you can remember. Oh, I, I think, one of the things that was really overwhelming to me at first when we lived in Pennsylvania, we had therapists who came to the house mm -hmm. and, and I'm an introvert and I, my home is kind of my sanctuary where I find peace. And I just had this, like every day, somebody new was mm -hmm. in the house. And then of course they're in your house and, and then you're like, well, does everything need to be clean or what level does it need to be clean right. or what rooms are they coming in or what can I, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot you can hide right. from these people who are coming into your house. And so that early on, just like, just, I mean, you know, when, for James, he was diagnosed when he was three. And so we had this time that we thought he was typical. Right. And mm -hmm. so then you get the diagnosis and you, you don't realize all the things that it will change, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, whether you yourself are able to work or mm -hmm. not work. And so in those early years, it was how many people we had in the house, uh, in the, like the season we just came out of, he was in therapy in different places. So every day I was picking him up from school and taking him to another town and then picking him up from there. And then, I mean, like all that time in the car and all that schedule juggling and, and that takes away from what I can do yes. <laughs> because he requires more. And so, I mean, we're just now he's in school all day. I'm not having to, he's had the same teacher. This is the third year with this teacher. Mm -hmm. She knows him well. Yeah. So even if he has a rough day, she's able to handle it mm -hmm. and not call, even though I'm always available, I, you know, she doesn't need me like right. teachers needed me when he mm -hmm. was in elementary school. And so it's a little bit, it's, it's, it, the stresses do change because pe we get more into a rhythm of our life and our kids do as well. And so it doesn't, it, the, the, the stresses and the, the things that are pulling us are different, you know, as, as we progress on this journey, it was funny when you were talking about those early days, we too had therapists that came in, in our house, in our home for you, it was a stress because you're an introvert for me, 
it was more of, oh my goodness, I love it. I love people. I get to have people in my home because yeah. I am an extrovert and I get my energy from being around people. And so when I had this child with special needs and I wasn't able to go and do things anymore, like I did before, I mean, like people come in my house, it was like, oh, yay, there are people here, you know, I can talk to people. And it's just funny because I think, you know, again, it's just how we're, how we're all wired differently and how we yeah. view things. Yeah. And I loved those therapists who came early yes. on. I mean, like, I feel like they helped me as much mm-hmm. as they helped James. Yeah. I mean, one of them had a, a teenage son with autism. So she had been where I mm-hmm. was and yeah. man, she was so sweet and so tender with me on some of those hardest days, yeah. but it was still just not having control over your schedule, yeah. you know, was really hard, hard in those, time. that season. Yeah. Well, you know, I know for me when, when I struggle with anxiety, that's, that's, I, I get fearful really quickly. And, um, I know how it impacts me physically and emotionally. And I know then, you know, it plays out in my home with John Alex too, you know, they, everybody can feel it. So for you, when you're getting like overloaded stress, you're getting that place of not being in peace and peace. How does that impact you? And then how does that impact the people in your family or around the people that you encounter on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I get really overwhelmed, I shut down. Mm. And so it's hard for me to do even the easiest things. And, and my husband struggles with depression and, and that's not what this is. I mean, like I, like, I don't, this is a different, it feels different to me. It is, I am, it's more like anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am overwhelmed by everything I have to do that I am paralyzed from doing anything. And so um, cooking dinner feels hard. Washing dishes feels hard. Doing, James takes three or four baths a day, which he loves, but that feels hard. I mean, like just like on a normal day, you just click, click, click. You just do it and right, right. But but in those really overwhelming Mm -hmm. moments, it all feels so hard. And then you get, work like you get frustrated with yourself yeah. right like you're a grown woman <laughs> these are dishes you know just like do you, the dishes yeah or leave just, them till the next day it's okay yeah, <laughs> yeah or like just do the next thing you know yeah. and um and so you know I've kind of learned to communicate that with my husband and and with David to say I need some help I we've got to get Chick-fil-a today instead yeah. of and that's always okay mm-hmm. you know but it's just even communicating the why behind it and not just assuming they're going to figure it out Mm -hmm. or, you know, just so being tender with myself first and then inviting the other people to be tender and kind Mm -hmm. too, instead of me feeling more and more guilt over what I should do. My, I have, I have been in therapy for like a year and a half and my therapist and I talk about that word should and how, it's a red flag for me because mm. if I say I should be able to do this or mm. I should act in this certain way. And, and sometimes that's true. Right. But right. sometimes it's like, well, well, who says, right. you know, who says you should act this way. And, and part of that in my heart is growing up with a sister with down syndrome where I tried to be the perfect child and the perfect sister so that my parents didn't have to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. dealing with me. Right. So I internalize everything and try to figure it out. And so, um, 
So I'm very aware of the expectations of those around me and meeting those expectations. Mm-hmm. And so it's exhausting, past, isn't it? It's it exhausting, is exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's why that should, if I, if I say that to myself, I'm like, okay, this is a red flag. Yeah. Let's, let's sit with this and evaluate mm-hmm. whether this is really necessary or yeah. if your value, if you're putting your value on something you should, you think you should do when, I mean, you know, I should get the laundry done faster than I get it. It shouldn't sit in a basket for, you know, five days. And I'm like, ah, let the laundry sit. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get done. (laughs) And that's why I have to think, no, it is okay. It's not a reflection on who I am. It's not a reflection on my worth to God or Mm -hmm. my value as a wife or a mom or, you know, a daughter or a sister or so, man, that's just over the last, you know, year and a half, two years it's helped me just to think of that, that word as kind of being a a trigger Trigger. or a red flag Mm -hmm. that I can, that you can stop and look at. Well, I know that you, you know, you're in contact on a weekly, daily basis with special needs, especially special needs moms all around the, the world. And what are you hearing from them? What are some of the things that are, that are causing them to be in a place of stress or not in a place of peace? What are you hearing from the different families that you encounter throughout the week? I think decision fatigue is huge. I mean, we are overwhelmed by the number of decisions that we have to make. Mm -hmm. You and I both, when we get up and get dressed in the morning, we're not only dressing ourselves, we're dressing somebody Mm -hmm. else, right? And so it's like, Care, as caregivers, we make more decisions in a typical day than yeah. other people do. And it just flat wears us out, which is why at five o'clock at dinner time, you're just done. What mm-hmm. are we having for dinner? I don't care, right? Yeah, like right. I spent all day making these decisions. And so I hear that from parents of little kids and, and teenagers and young adults like you have, we're all just overwhelmed by the number of decisions mm-hmm. we have to make. And Um, So I encourage them to kind of put things on autopilot and, and make one decision and just keep repeating that like taco Tuesday, you know, so you don't have to think about what you're having every Tuesday. If you just decide we're having tacos or, or pizza Fridays or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And so just making one decision, like this is where we hang the backpacks so that I don't have to look all around the house for the backpack and man, just any kind of system or that, that helps bring peace to your environment yeah. and the communication that you're having with your family is a huge help. Yeah. So are there other things you do to help? You know, I know you are like you, I have another friend who's wired very similar to you, both special needs moms, but you, it's, it's funny. Cause she has the same thing. I know I could tell you what she's having for dinner. There's certain nights of the week, this, that way I could say, okay, you're it's, it's whatever night this week. And yeah. same thing. She has lots of systems in place, but are there other things that you do that you put in place to kind of just to stop, to center yourself on the truth of God's word or, or whatever to help you bring you back when you're feeling like things are chaotic all around you? What are you, what do you do to kind of bring yourself back to this place of, okay, take this deep breath and let's really look at things. Yeah. I think one of those is, um, there's a verse in Psalms that says my boundaries are, they, my lines fall in pleasant places Mm. and my boundaries are for my good. And so I, I try to live that out, especially as we're talking about things we say yes to and things we say no to. Yeah. 
um, it is within the boundaries of what God has given me because I'm James's mom that I can't do X, Y, or Z. That is outside of the boundaries that he has. It kind of goes with my year of no, like I know yeah. what God has told that I told me I need to do. I need to stay in this boundary, this lane. Yeah. 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 And it's for my good. Mm-hmm. Like, like we talked about seeing other people and getting jealous well, if I can stay in my lane and within my boundaries, I don't have to fight against that quite as much right. because I can say, no, God chose this for me. It is for my good. It's for my family's good. And so I can rest within these boundaries or parameters mm-hmm. um, and not worry about everything that's going on outside of it, especially the things I can't control. And yeah. so a lot of that looks like not watching the news in the evenings right. or staying off certain social media accounts that might cause me to worry about things I have no control over, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like I could lose sleep over big things happening, but, but I can't change those things. And so it it takes too much of my mental energy Mm -hmm. to think about them. And Mm -hmm. so I think, no, that's not my boundary. Mm -hmm. God has put other people in those places and I have to focus in on, on my home, my church, my job. Um, cause that's all within the boundaries mm-hmm. that he has set for me. Yeah, that's good. That is really good. Well, you know, in this series, we've been looking at ways we keep our peace. And so I'm just going to tell you, go, go back through some of these and I want to see which one really resonates with you. But we talked about, we, we keep our peace by remembering who God is. We keep our peace by renewing our minds, by giving God our fears, by unplugging and choosing stillness. That's my worst one. I'm terrible at that. Um, but behold, getting out in nature, beholding God's creation, and then being in community. Those are the, t- the things we've talked about so far. So when you think about those things, what, what is life giving to you out of those, of the list of the things that we've already covered in this series, what resonates with you the most? Well, I mean, you could probably go through all of them yes. in any given day. Mm-hmm. I need them all, you know, um, we stillness, silence. I, I try to put that into my daily routine. Mm-hmm. Like I stop working about an hour before James is going to get home from school mm-hmm. and I just sit. Um, and sometimes I'm, I'm listening to the Bible on audio sometimes, yeah. or I have some favorite worship albums. So even if it isn't silence, I, I am mentally calming stuff down to switch gears to say, okay, I, I'm about, I have worked, done everything I needed to do today. And now it's time for me to switch gears and focus on Lee and the boys and especially James and his needs in the evening. And, uh, but giving myself time to do that, to, to make that switch by sitting in silence, solitude, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least quieting my spirit and, and just kind of thanking God for what he gave me the energy to do mm-hmm. that came before asking for the energy to do what's coming now. I mean, for me, I don't know what kind of mood James is going to be in when he gets off that bus. And mm. so I have to prepare, uh, for whatever he may be asking for mm. or have on his mind that OCD for him can put something on his mind and he'll ask for it, uh, you know, 200 times. Wow. I mean, like, like, even though his birthday was in September, he still would love for any day to be his, his birthday. birthday. I would too. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. great. I, I know. know. I'm with you, buddy. So he's asking presents, yeah. cake. Yeah. Grandma's as long house. As, hey, as long as we don't have to add the years to it. I'm good with yeah. that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
let's not rush the event. Well, yeah. But, but the budget can't handle a birthday, true. you know. True. So, you know, just kind of that. I love that. I love all the topics that you've already been through, but you know, and maybe it's just the time of day you and I are talking. Mm-hmm. This is You're kind of getting ready and to go into that place of stillness. Yeah. 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 That's well, the, the part we're talking about this week in our series is really the one and only true way that you can have true peace. And that is by accepting the good news of what Jesus did for us. And I know you're probably, I think you're probably like me, like we were born going to church. I mean, like we were born, our families, we grew up going to church, but it wasn't until I honestly, until John Alex came into my path that I really grasped how I needed, how I had to have my faith and my walk with God and having that forefront and everything that I do, or I would not make it on this journey. What would you say? Yeah, I, it was a real turning point for me uh, because when we got James's diagnosis, there were lots of things I already knew about being in a special needs family because I'd grown up in one and, but being a sibling is different from being a parent. Mm-hmm. And so what really became my, uh, a phrase I repeated again and again, God loves me. God loves James. God loves me. God loves James. And I think his love and care, I mean, like, it's easy to say John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. It was harder for me to believe God so loves Sandra, Mm, right? Like, like I could see a general love, Mm -hmm. but I don't always feel worthy of love or worthy of celebration. I mean, you know, like, like sometimes I just feel, and especially because of my, um, even temperament, my, you know, like I have a younger sister who she walks into the room and she brings the party with her, right? Mm -hmm. Like a room just lights up when she walks in. And when I walk into a room, I feel like everybody's like, Oh, she's here to enforce the rules or, (laughs) you know, we got to be on our best behavior or something, you know, like that's just what I feel. And so, um, just to think about what personal love God has for us, just the way he created us. Mm-hmm. And, and I see that lived out as I parent James, because there's nothing he can do or not do that earns my love or turns that love off. Right. right? I love him because who he is and because he's mine and, and he doesn't have to perform a certain way or, accomplish this a checklist each day to earn my love he just earns it because I'm his mom and Mm -hmm. he's my kid and so I that's probably related to or I talked about at the end of the day and I can just kind of settle into that piece I've learned that because I I live that out with James and I can say man you you have all of my love every minute of every Mm -hmm. day just like I'm receiving from God and so uh just making that how I can just live that out in a very practical way and rest in God's love instead Mm -hmm. of even myself feeling like I had to continually earn that. Right. Right. And kind of that should, I should be able to, I should, and that that puts it all on us. And the beautiful thing is, you know, what Jesus did, he paid it all. He did, he took everything. And so, you know, when we can, we, we can find that true peace, you know, he, he left us his peace. You know, we have his peace here. We just have to choose 
<laughs> choose peace. You know, I'm going to choose to have that peace in my life. And I, I know for me, you know, I so long for heaven. I so long to, to, you know, obviously to see Jeff, obviously to be with Jesus, obviously to be where there's no more sin and sickness and sorrow and tears. And I long to see John Alex and see him in all his fullness and see the things that, that, that he was not able to do here just to, to see who, who he is when he's made whole. What do you look forward to when you get to heaven? Um, when you, when you think about that, when you think about going to heaven and seeing James made whole and well, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, I think having conversations with him, Mm -hmm. um, he has some verbal ability. And right now I feel like, I mean, because I'm his mom, I understand him better than just about anybody else. Right. So I understand the words he says and what he's asking for and what he means. And, but it's, it's always like, almost like a second language. You know, I'm always interpreting, Mm -hmm. um, and then telling other people what he's, you know, like he was with somebody at church one day and she's like, what is, he keeps saying this, what is this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. And then he comes out and he says it and I'm like, oh, it's this, you know, like she, she was even hearing it wrong. And, mm. and I'm like, no, he's saying Gordon, that's a train. It's at home. You know, he oh. wants to go home and play with the train. <laughs> and so just being able to not have to work at understanding him. I mean, and just for him to be able to communicate with me um, and just tell me what's, what's going on in his head mm-hmm. and, and how he's feeling and, um, not him, not have to resort to getting angry or right. frustrated and, and, and showing that physically, but to be able to have the mm-hmm. words to say, and of course he won't be angry or frustrated That's right. in, in heaven, but then, so there's going to be so much more depth, um, there. And, and so it's really interesting you bring that up because I told you I'm going back to school and the paper I'm working on right now is what our loved ones with disabilities, what markers of disability may they carry into heaven huh. with them? Because um, I think of like my sister with Down syndrome mm-hmm. and and the, the childlike characteristics that define her, ha- what of that will she carry mm-hmm. with her? And so it's, so heaven has been on my mind. A lot, yeah. A lot, I'm reading about it, I'm, I'm longing for it. Um, and so I'm so glad you brought that up so that we can just kind of sit and imagine mm. and, and dream about what that yeah. will be like. Cause I think it's so easy to look at all the hard, all the hard things we face, all the, you know, all the struggles our kids face, all of the sleepless nights and trying to figure things out. I think that's for me has been one of the hardest things of the special needs journey as moms, you want to help your kids and you want to know try to figure out what they need. And when we have kids who are nonverbal or who can't communicate their needs, it is, it, it's heartbreaking as we all know, yeah. you know, as, yeah. as a mom to not be able to figure those things out. And so I, I so long for the day when, the, when everything's made new and we're so, you know, the beautiful thing is we're promised that that day's coming where everything's yeah. going to be made new. I, I love every by the brook talk that I give. I close it out with that because it's the truth. It's the, you know, looking forward. This is, it's not always going to feel this, this hard. It's not always going to be this. We, we have this hope of heaven yeah. and, and, you know, like, like even when I look at grief with my, you know, with Jeff, with my husband, we grieve with hope. 
because I know I'm going to see him again and he's going to be whole and healthy and well, and he and Jay are going to get to do everything they didn't get to do here. And so um, I think to, to have that, that hope of knowing that that's our future, ah, that just gives me a deep breath right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And scripture even calls it light and momentary afflictions, mm-hmm. light and momentary. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like that in the moment. Yeah. With heaven in mind, yeah. that's how we can say this yeah. is light like and momentary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and even if we parent our kids, you know, my parents uh, both turned seventy this year, and my sister lives with them, and so raising Sybil has not felt momentary mm-hmm. <laughs> for them, right? I mean, she's forty four, or she'll be forty four this year. That that's a long time. A long time. And, but yeah. even they will be able to say, "Man, this this life felt." light and momentary mm-hmm. when I reflect on it from yeah. heaven's perspective. Yeah. And I think just keeping that heaven mindset can help us as we try, you know, travel down this journey, especially these parents of knowing it's not always going to be this hard. And I, yeah. I long for that day and I can't wait to see our boys and see what they're going to be doing. And, and it's, it's going to be amazing beyond what we can even comprehend. So yeah. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for your time and sharing this conversation with me. I always enjoy our chats and we'll have to find another time to to Zoom again so we can catch up on what all the other things that are going on in our lives. But thank you so much. Yeah, always happy to spend time with you, especially when we get to invite our friends into the conversations that you and I get to have that are so encouraging to me. And I think man, this could encourage so many people. So so I'm thankful for this opportunity. Thank you. And before we close out, I forgot to ask you, where can people find you? Where can they find your podcast and where can they find your website and your writings and all the things? things. Um, SandraPeoples.com is the home base. And then I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Sandra Peoples. And then on Facebook, Sandra Peoples author, I think it is. Um, And then our podcast is self-care and soul care for the caregiver. I have a co-host that's new. And so we've been kind of uh, sharing the load of that, which has been really good. And um, she's a good balance to me. I tend to be like you, like the, the list maker. And she is much more emotional and, and, you know, like, so she's bringing a really balanced, uh, view on self-care and soul care topics. So I've been enjoying our time with each other. Great. Well, I'll have to check out some of those episodes. So that's great. Thanks again, friend. And I appreciate this time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.